Welcome, you're listening to the Do Video Podcast. Today is Friday, January 1st, 2021, and it's the day to celebrate the new year. Now, embrace your host, Zoe Wood, the Video Confidence Coach. 2020 has shown us that predictions mean nothing, but it is 2021 now, not 2020. That's gonna get old. Um, so let's experiment and just will a good year into existence. Let's just do that collectively. Come with me, come with me, come with me. And then we cut. <laughs> G'day crew, it's Zoe the Video Confidence Coach, your guide to personal branding. Still working on that tagline. And welcome to 2021. And do video podcast season two, the official episode of season two, even though it's technically episode two of season two. It is the official episode. And we have both a video and audio version of this podcast. So if you want to see my pretty face, cool little animations and anything that you want to see popping up on screen, feel free to check out the video at the Do Video Podcast YouTube channel and all our social medias for the Video Confidence Coach. But let's move on to prediction number one. You're listening to the Do Video Podcast. My first prediction will be the continued domination of stories on all social media platform tools. So stories, for those who aren't in the know, are usually 15 second to 30 second vertical um, videos that only last about 24 hours on the platform. Some platforms allow you to have them for longer, some for shorter, but essentially these stories are supposed to be behind the scenes, off the cuff content that you film usually on a phone. Um, and for people, they usually stream, um, you know, skim past them by just clicking their little finger on their phones. Um, and you just whiz past them and see what people are doing usually behind the scenes, you know, for their business, for their family, with their life, what have you. And this popularity has grown to the point where it's on Twitter, where it's on LinkedIn, <laughs> as well as Facebook and Instagram, that lovely behemoth of things. And also in WhatsApp, I think, correction there, editor Zoe, if that's the case. Um, and it's just also probably in Pinterest as well. I think I've heard rumors of that as well. So stories are um, a video method, but the reason that they've gotten so much popularity um, over the past couple of years, but especially over the last year, is because it gives people that behind the scenes look of what you are doing. When we put stuff on the feed, it looks or has a tendency of being very manufactured, very clinical, very professional, very, um, you know, intensely ridiculed because it is on the feed publicly worth for people to see. But when it is on your stories, it's only available for 24 hours. It can usually be a little bit more um, casual in its creation, um, in combination of other things. And you can have as many or as little stories as you like. I'm a good example of that <laughs> with my limited stories this year. Examples you see on screen, if you're watching the video version. If not, you can just click onto my stories on any of my platforms just to see what I'm doing behind the scenes for 2021. And because of that popularity, it usually converts to about 50% plus of users who use Instagram are only using the story feature to receive their content. They're not even scrolling down the feed, they're just looking at the stories. And that has a lot of power in that. And that is why a lot of bigger businesses and smaller businesses and people who are building their personal brand 
hopefully like you, are doing are focusing on those stories to be able to show that humanistic side of what you do and why you do things. And further along in that note, many people over the past 2020 have majorly broken out using stories because of their ability to be within their niche, showcasing themselves as their raw and you know best form. So people who are following these personal brands really get insight into them and then their and, subs and subsequently their content has blown up. But with all good things, there are a lot of downsides. And with stories, because of their ubiquity on almost every platform, hopefully, eventually, probably soon, stories will be implemented on almost all major platforms if they're not already. See, I'm on top of things. I'm, I'm the expert. And <laughs> there has been a lot of fatigue in the content creation, both on the content absorption from the people who are following you, as well as the content creator side, feeling like they must post this many, that many, this many, that many, and just getting overwhelmed that you have to constantly be online because that's the point. These um, juggernauts want your attention so then they can sell you adverts to then make money off. That, that is their whole game. And stories require people to be there within the 24 hour time frame to be able to capture that content, to have that attention so they don't miss out when it, you know, when it disappears. So on these platform ends, they need to continually create new tools, new fresh takes, um, new filters, whatever they can to get people engaged and constantly have their attention on it is what they're going to need to keep doing. And if they drop the ball at any point throughout 2021, that part is gone and it's just going to lose people and lose interest. And then on that same side, creators of this content need to be able to follow trends, follow challenges, and being able to keep up to date with what other people within their niche and even outside of their niche are already doing to be able to reflect that in their content. So there's a good chance this year that people might get fatigued with stories and might just be over it and just continue to focus purely on the feed. But considering how many people and how much churn there is in story features on all of these platforms, I highly recommend implementing that into your personal brand marketing strategy. Do video podcast. Prediction number two. So now moving on to larger things that have happened because of 2020 and everything that will be impacted 2021 going forward. We are going to see a much heavier pivot for small, medium and larger companies and businesses onto flexible working arrangements. Now, what are flexible working arrangements? <laughs> flexible working arrangements are for people who throughout this pandemic actually thrived when they were able to work home, um, you know, take care of their kids as well as do the work that they needed to do in the office. Or for a lot of people that just didn't have to commute to get to the office just to work for a couple of hours or how many hours they didn't just go back home and do the whole thing again. So, <laughs> so flexible working arrangements and especially these larger companies as well as government and many throughout the world have now seen that Yes, your employees do actually do work when you're not hovering over them like, you know, what's a good example? Like the vultures from, you know, Snow White, like they actually do do their work on their own and you have multiple and many tools to be able to track their work as you go on. But it ultimately boils down to employee freedoms. It used to be something that um, startups used to do, and I'm not sure if they're going to do that this year, is where they would actually give 
um, an option saying, hey, we've got flexible working arrangements where you can work from home and only need to come into the office one day a week. And that would be like a selling point on come join us and be part of our team type thing. Um, and now that's just going to become the standard. That's going to become the norm. People will have the option to work from home and work from the office flexibly as they so choose, as they so need to, as they so change. And for people that want to work in an office and prefer to work in an office, that option is there for them. But to be able to have that ability to choose is going to be the thing that is going to rock and pivot the world to be able to achieve this sense of freedom for people who work in companies and for people who work in smaller and medium businesses as well. But for those of you who are not building up your personal brand for a side hustle, you may be thinking, Zoe, why the hell are you telling me this? Well, I'll tell you now that if you are not currently affected by, you know, you work on your own thing, you work in your own personal brand, you wouldn't do your own thing, that is beautiful. But there is a good chance, and I want to say a hell of a chance, that you work with people who are in this system who work with people who are going to be flexibly working from home and working from the office. If you provide any training or workshops or anything in that manner um, to be able to, you know, teach people things, then you need to be able to be flexible on what options you provide. It's no longer a case of you being able to rock up to an office or a company, um, you know, retreat or something to be able to just be like, all right, time for workshops. Everyone sit down in a circle. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's no longer in a case where you can do that anymore because not everyone's gonna be at that retreat. Not everyone's going to be at the office 24 seven. Oh, I know that's not exactly what was happening, but that's what it felt like for a majority of people who were doing it. <laughs> so you need to be able to work on using Zoom, using um, video platforms to be able to deliver your work, maybe in person to say half of the team and then have a option that way you can you know, have a webcam and to be able to clearly and eloquently describe to them what the exercises need to happen in both a, in both a personal and individual level to the people who are, you know, doing the exercise and learning what you have to teach them from home. Because it's no longer a case of we can expect people to be at the office. It's no longer the case you don't expect people to be at the office anymore because, well, however long this pandemic runs out, probably another two to three years, but you have to remember that that's where people are going to be. And they're going to be in that mindset of they can flexibly do what they want to do and what they need to do because the employers, the people who are in charge of paying them the money are going to give them that flexibility to be able to achieve that. So you need to be flexible as well. End point. Sponsored spot. Before you move on to the next point, Zoe, I would like to pop in. Yes. Promotional Zoe here. I look exactly as I did before. It's, it's, fine. it's fine. But get it? I got a pun. Speaking of tools, today's sponsor is brought to you by me, Zoe, the video confidence coach. And I'm going to ask you to subscribe. We have three episodes a week on everything to do with um, personal brand building, mindset, entrepreneurial stuff. I'm still working on the list to be able to give you this ad read perfectly well, but for the time being, that's not gonna happen. Practice makes perfect and I need a whole lot of practice. So we're gonna carry on to Zoe for her third point. Is the rise of micro-influencers. You're listening to the Do Video Podcast. So I'm sure you've already heard of the Kylie Jenners and all those types of people who have like millions and millions of followers on their respective social medias. 
well for people who work in the personal brand development space or you work in any industry whatsoever, there's going to be a pretty subtle shift, but pretty major over time, to following or being in contact with people who are micro-influencers. These are influencers with 10,000 followers or less, and number numbers-wise that may seem like, why, why are we doing this? The reason being is that these people who have smaller niche followers and usually have a much niche, niche, niche audience is because they have a lot more highly rabid fans. So people who um, follow and love everything that they do. And if you join them on their podcast, if you join them on a video, if you do a deal with them and their particular audience, then you are going to be seen at the level of that influencer. So you can use that to gain more followers or to gain more emails for your list or just to be able to well known within your niched industry to be able to say look I'm a good guy I've worked with such and such and such and such you know you can trust me and that's essentially what you're doing but the reason why you would be focusing on these micro influencers is because getting out there and being seen with the right people is and networking with these right people and these micro influencers is the best way to get your foot in the door for whatever your ultimate goal is your major goal or you know whatever your ultimate plan is with building your personal brand is to be able to get your foot in that door and to be able to do that you need to make network networking decisions and relationships with people who are going to help you reach that and to do that it's good to focus on the little guy than the bigger guy because the bigger guy probably doesn't care that much little guy probably more so bonus prediction so my bonus prediction is the rise of artificial intelligence video editing and audio editing so there has already been um, utilization of artificial intelligence to you know um, listen to what you're saying and audio pizza and like all that good stuff you know we're slowly getting to you know cyberpunk 20 2077 as we go <laughs> well that's if we get there, we'll see. So, but essentially there are tools that are coming out already that are in beta or have very good promise of coming out to be able to edit videos, um, to be able to just give them to this computer. The computer knows which bits to cut out and which bits to leave in. And this does this automatically. So you're able to just go, thank you. Here are the audios. Here are the you know bits that I need. And to be able to just whack them up on social media without having to worry too much about the process and essentially the effort that is editing your video files. So if you have any that you come across and you want me to review them, feel free to send me a DM or an email my way um, at you know, pod at vcc.training. Uh, just a sort of plug, by the way. Uh, and I'll review those tools throughout the year. But keep in mind, artificial intelligence does have a couple of drawbacks. Like right now, there are the issues of deep fakes. So putting faces on other people's faces and do it somewhat convincingly. Doesn't look great yet, but it's, you know, it's in its early stages. So it's definitely going to become that way. And utilizing um, realistic AI voices as well as VT and the rise of the VTubers, as well as entertainment personalities might put some customers off. Sorry, Editor Zoe. Um, <laughs> they may slowly put them off um, and you may lose that human effect to either your marketing or the way you produce things or the way that you reach out to customers. So you need to make sure that when you're doing something using artificial intelligence, yes, it will make things easier, especially throughout 2021, but you have to keep in mind that you have to contain that human element so people aren't just put off by you know being being talked to by a computer 
Oh, and not to mention that because of the changes that are happening in the um, EU and all those changes that are happening, the government that are, you know, 15 years too late, but they're finally cracking down on some stuff that are happening on the online space and in social media, either for better or for worse. Those impacts are going to um, impact everyone in every industry who uses the online space and using artificial intelligence to help boost that um, or help to overcome some of those challenges that those governments are putting in place is something that we'll have to look to in 2021. TLDW, too long, didn't watch. So let's revise. Domination of stories and 24 hour only content. The rise of flexible working arrangements, which means you have to be flexible too. Ultimately, find some micro influencers in your space and collaborate with them. And keep an eye out for AI tools that'll help you edit your videos, produce them, but also just keep an eye out for what changes they make in the future. Before we end the podcast, I would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wadarung people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians and owners of the land on which I produce this podcast. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I stand with the traditional custodians of these lands in working towards a more equal future. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people continue to face discrimination and disadvantage due to our country's colonial past. I stand with them in their fight against injustice. The Do Video Podcast and Video Confidence Coach exist purely for educational purposes and all information provided is of a general nature and should not be solely relied upon to make a branding decision. That's why you get me to consult with you directly. Wink, wink. My email is pod at vcc.training if you're interested. I ask if you like the show to subscribe and give me five shining stars on your review on your podcaster of choice. And join the Video Confidence crew by following me on my socials. Links in the show notes below. What's next? So I hope you've enjoyed this first official episode of the Do Video podcast of 2021. Look forward to seeing you throughout the year. And I'll leave you to it. Mwah.